0: We can introduce you, but I think the world pretty much knows who you are. That's Honestly, really cool. you're all over social media. Um, but we're excited to have you on. I wanted to get right into it. I wanted to ask you, how is it balancing time with your family and your wife and running like multi-million dollar businesses?
1: Yes. You know what's interesting? It took me a long time to figure this out. I've kind of reverse engineered time. Time is my love language. It means one, I have OCD and two, I'm a freak of nature, but More importantly, here's how I see it. Um, If you reverse engineer your time, so we look at what's most important to us and we make it non-negotiable with the dependent variable of time, meaning time's the only way we can quantify our activities. It's the only way we can quantify emotion. I call it the only way to quantify subjective and objective matter. Um, The only other way to quantify it is space, but space has so many variables uh like trillions of variables where time only has one variable it's man-made construct 24 hours a day so what do i mean by this because i can see it in your eyes like everyone else i tell this dude, like <laughs> what the f is he talking about yeah. it's pretty simple one the most important thing that i see in my life is the number one habit that everyone on earth has that spends the most time doing and it's the most ignored it's called sleep so i want to be the best at sleep Why? Because name me one thing that you do six to 10 hours a day every day of your life. Mm. So why wouldn't you want to be the best at that if it's taking up a third of your life? And so for me, one non-negotiable is seven hours of sleep to recover and access information at the highest level so that I don't live my life like most people. They go to bed at night and they wake up more tired. They live a life of tube, food in, food out. What I wanna do is plateau and grow. So I'm gonna take the majority of my time, the number one habit that everyone shares on earth and be the best at it. So seven hours non-negotiable, number one, with sleep. Then I go ahead and prioritize my health. Why? Because if you don't take care of yourselves, you'll never take care of everyone else. People bullshit themselves all the time. I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my money, for my family. I'm doing this bullshit. Take care of yourself. If you're not here, if you're not healthy, if you're healthy, as many wishes a day, as many dreams a day as you want, unlimited. If you're unhealthy, you only have one wish. Ask Steve Jobs, Live and Proof. That guy had everything except for when he lost his health, he only had one wish. I don't care how many iPhones you own, it didn't matter to him, he only had one wish. So I have a non-negotiable minimum of an hour a day on my health, and then I have a minimum of time with my family and some of you guys know my family so i spend a minimum of 30 days every day with my wife minimum 30 minutes a day every day with my son either virtually or in person then i spend two minutes a day don't laugh too hard with my three daughters minimum two minutes two each. minutes two <laughs> minutes i asked for five they gave me two you guys know them so i'm lucky yeah. and then uh two minutes a day though is worth more than two hours on a saturday So remember, if you do something every day, it has exponentiality of outcomes, it accelerates and aggregates. So the more consistent you are in behaviors, the better the return on your investment of time. Then I spend a minimum of 10 minutes a day studying time so I can be productive, accessible, and gracious with it. Then I spend a minimum of 10 minutes on other people in my life that I got to keep in contact with. So I have like 3,300 or so names Every day, I spend a minimum of 10 minutes DMing them, texting them or calling them and just checking it off, go down the list. When I get to the bottom, I start at the top just so I'm connected to the community of people that I built that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. So here's where it gets really interesting when you talk about weighted balance. How do you prioritize family and finance and faith and all the things that everybody wants to prioritize? Seven hours non-negotiable. If you add up all those non-negotiables i just said with health family finance and faith and time it's about three hours seven hours plus three hours equals 10. that leaves me 14 hours a day to do whatever the fuck i i want hey, I you can say, it, so, say yeah, i like to swear but <laughs> but seriously i mean it that much because so many people get lost in procrastination and feeling overwhelmed when it's impossible if you prioritize it's impossible to procrastinate or feel overwhelmed. Within the construct of that, I think it's important to be honest and say to yourself, I'm living in an abundant world, an infinite world with more than enough of everything. I'm so abundant. I got more than enough of everything in my life. So of course I can't get everything done today. So not only do I have 10 hours of non-negotiable, 14 hours of whatever I wanna do, but I start from the point that I'll never get everything done today. So the only thing under the construct of I can't get everything done would be if I can't get everything done today, then I might as well prioritize what I want personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise in a trajectory of what I think I want and take into consideration what's going on today, meaning the weather, COVID, interest rates, in-laws in town, fight with my brother, flat tire. See, but just take it day by day. Mm And then you can go ahead and make the best decisions aligned with what you want, who you can help, and who can help you. So time is a man-made construct. Let's utilize it in that, in that way by maximizing what's important to us to get to where we think we want to be.
2: So um, maximizing that type of time, you're around a lot of people, you have relationships with people like Gary Vee, Jordan Belfort, uh, <laughs> Grant Cordone, all these guys who are high, super hyperactive, super driven people who have crazy schedules like you're talking about, which you just adapted. Has there any, ever been anyone that you've been in a room with where you're like, this guy is crazy, like on a completely different level to what you're talking about, where he might work too much or he might be too focused on his time (laughs) that it kind of like freaked you out or motivated you.
1: Yeah, so I would say not recently because I think that's my superpower. Yeah, In fact, I would challenge people, Gary, Grant, Belfort. Belfort's not actually that good with time, but Gary is and Grant is as well. Rob Dyrdek's another one that I super respect yeah. I would say Rob Deerdeck taught me something. If you guys know who that is, from yeah, your I've, uh, yeah, I've actually watched him talk about time yeah, and so, stuff. T- it's yeah, interesting. So I, I kind of coached Rob on time because oh, wow. he's building a SaaS solution, and he took it to a level that that I don't have, which is he evaluates uh, the way that he feels with how he's spending time. So he has a SaaS solution that goes ahead and not only organize the productivity, accessibility, and and gratitude of his time, but according to the activities that he has planned, unplanned sleep, paid for and unpaid for, what he does is he puts like a grading system onto it. So he's trying to indicate what activities are more aligned with the inspirational life that I want to live. You see, in the paradigm shift of time, one of the things that all these guys do that I do, it's we don't try to get more time what we try to figure out is if we believe in this abundance, an infinite unified system of thought with more than enough time for more than enough in our lives, then all we wanna really focus in on is what are we doing to interfere with it? Instead Mm -hmm. of trying to get more done, what are we doing to interfere with our potential of getting shit done? Mm -hmm. And so Grant, Gary, Rob, myself, uh, extremely productive, accessible and gracious. So those lenses, help us see the value that we have. And we all prioritize really efficiently. I wrote a book called Game Time Decision Making because decision making to me is the one indicator that you know what's important to you. See, if you know what's important to you, you have no problem making decisions because you can just run it right through that system like this and say, this is important. This is more than important. And if I know where the gaps of availability of time are, I can reprioritize and re-engineer my calendar like this. So I study planned time, but I also study the unplanned time of the day. So if you're 15 minutes late to appointment, I already knew that I would move an interview and give this one 30 minutes so I can get right back on with this guy and drive home and take that interview, or it's more a zoom call in the car to get back into my house by 3.30.
3: Oh, I'm very, very curious. Of course, having you sit in front of me, it's, it's awesome. And I, I wanted to ask you like, you know, how did you grow your sports marketing agency from maybe six, seven figures to the eight plus figures? What does it take to go from this level to the next?
1: Yeah, so two, two things, it's all about people. So number one, you gotta get clients and keep them. So the basis of what I believe in is to create a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. And if you build a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, you're going to have people that are going to buy things from you for their life and sell things for you for a lifetime. That's how you build the customer side of the business with that community. But in order to do so, you have to understand people is what scales a business, not the money. And so, for me, I've always worked for the aspect of investing in people by teaching values, practices and execution models, but more important in the beginning of a relationship of somebody that's coming on board, here's how you build a true business of a thousand people, 10,000 people, which will derive the vending machine of making seven figures, eight figures or nine figures. So you need to, and most people are so short sighted, they won't do this. When I bring on an employee, so if I was gonna you know, hire Serafina, I would make an investment in seraphine and say i'm going to pay you for three months to follow me around and what i want you to do is i want you to ask me as many questions as you can about what i'm doing while i'm doing it and who i'm doing it with but also i want you to give me your suggestions from your perspective of being a san diego state student and you know whatever else you know about whatever else you know that i don't know and so I'll spend 90 days to make an investment. Now, most people aren't willing to do that, whether they pay 2000 a month, 8,000 a month, or 20,000 a month, all they think about is I lost all this money. No, you didn't, not unless you were considering firing the person after 90 days, right? My perspective is to build a business, scale a business to seven, eight or nine figures. So after 90 days, what I wanna do is start working with Serafina. And so now we're collaborating and coordinating our knowledge base together. And yet still not profitable off of Serafina, she's working with me, but she's also still asking questions about the who, what, when and where and why, and giving me suggestions coming from her perspective of her unique journey. Then after 180 days of working with me or so, then I'll supervise her. And then when I feel that she has taken control and ownership, according to our values, daily practices and execution model, I then now can scale my business. Why? Because now I can hire someone that will shatter Serafina and somebody else can shadow me.
2: Hmm.
1: Once again, very quickly, determined upon how long it takes in the shadowing, working with an execution of that, you can get up to the amount of money that most people indicate. Now, some people will say, you know, we're scaling, we have this many employees. You know, look, if you don't like somebody, guys, let me tell you what you do. Wish them two things, tons of employees in overhead. Be like, dude, I this, this office is beautiful. I hope you have 10 like it. These guys are terrific. I hope you have a hundred guys like this. I've just cursed you. And meanwhile, the person is like, dude, that Dave Meltzer loves me. He told me I should have 10 offices like this and a hundred employees like that. And all you've done is curse him. <laughs> Worry about how the people are directed towards the revenue that you wanna make and empower them with daily practices, values and execution of your model and encourage them to give you feedback with their unique journey and perspective in order to facilitate getting better, more productive, accessible and gracious in your business to build a community of people that wanna help each other and know people who help each other. In other words, build a group of people that will buy from you for life and sell for you for life. That's what Apple did and that's what they still do. They have a whole community of people that buy everything from them and sell everything for them.
0: I was gonna ask you, what's your take on that college and like kids going to college these days, they're freaking doing drugs, drinking like they've crazy. Always have, just so you know. Always always I'm like old, bro.
1: They've always <laughs> drank and do <laughs> drugs. No, they've just always drank and, and done drugs. Only <laughs> like today they're doing It's probably exactly. different drugs. Yeah, let There's me explain. probably like whippets. And... You know, like, and Gary, everyone <laughs> Gary has a different perspective on college than I do. So I don't think necessarily today you're helping anyone if you're talking to define education as going to college or graduate school. You're looking at someone that's highly academically intelligent Meaning my, you know, I got scholarships at college and I went to law school, business school. I got a lot of education behind me. The key that I want to encourage kids with is one, know your timing and risk tolerance of education. Now, my main motto, if you listen to my content, when I finish pieces of content is be more interested than interesting. It's be a student of your calendar
0: is it super important though these days to go to to college no
1: of course not being educated okay but i mean i can learn on youtube now like i i let me tell you when i talk about timing and risk tolerance let's say if i want to be a a business guy and i want to raise a ton of money well the reason i would go to college i would go to a really big school like usc why so i can network with a whole bunch of Orange County, Los Angeles, Southern California, rich people, and they'll, and they'll like me, and I'll be able to, when I graduate, hit up their parents to fund my first company. That's worth going to college for, for me, if mm-hmm. I don't have to borrow all $250,000 to pay for USC. So there's just a timing and risk tolerance analysis. Look, there's some things you got to go to college for. You want to be a doctor, go to college. Everybody will tell you that. but do a timing and risk tolerance analysis. Look, I'll tell you guys truly what I believe about college. If your parents will pay for it, go. But pick a college that's aligned with your timing and risk tolerance. Like my girls all do very well in college, but they're not gonna use you know, the education. Like, But there's no better experience I want for them than hanging out in the sororities, hanging out with a bunch of it's rich other kids, building a network, yeah. you know all the cool things that you can do at college. But if my kids had to do what I did, get it, you know, if they didn't get a scholarship, but had to borrow money, like what person would tell you, hey, you know, go into half a million dollars of debt to be a nurse. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense to me or to start a business. Like, are you kidding me? So take out this, you know, thing that you gotta go to college to be educated. No, college has a whole bunch of cool shit going on that can help you, but do it just like any other investment. Do a timing and risk tolerance analysis of what, education you want shit you know I love the movie Goodwill Hunting that might be before your time it was with Matt Damon i never seen it yeah Robin it's awesome Williams. but he says to the guy the Harvard asshole he says the guy spews off you know like I coalesce the vapors of human existence order to create a viable and logical conclusion and Matt Damon is like this genius kid that is a janitor right but he's a genius and he looks at him and he says you know what he goes you know someday you'll realize instead of spewing out information that you regurgitating from page 16 of Tolstoy he said you'll start realizing my parents paid $250,000 for an education I could have bought with $5 of late charges at the library oh. and today <laughs> that's what kids are gonna realize that you could have learned on YouTube from people like Gary Vee, Dave Meltzer, Grant Cardone, oh, mm-hmm. Belfort all of my friends Bill you, and the rest of us you can learn I mean today they were showing my videos in the entrepreneur class at Kansas State. I know IU wow. Kelly School of Business. Jeez. They're they're teaching me by using my videos. Is that a weird feeling,
2: especially all the Super schooling you Super weird, you've done. especially That's when your wild. kids
1: are sending it to you from their friends and like yeah. holy shit, they're <laughs> teaching dad. your dad, <laughs> yeah. right? They're te- like I've had that happen in sports management before yeah. when that became like the hot new subject. But obviously, entrepreneur, you know, they, they just sell educating what's hot. Right. So that, you know, the dads out there be like, yeah, dude, here, here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Go enjoy college and learn about entrepreneurship. I do that for my kids. So what I'm telling you is it's really important to understand when you're investing in yourself, which is the number of investment that you have. Know your timing and risk tolerance and definitely, you know, figure out, is this worth the investment for the return in the timing that I want it? 100%.
2: So I was going to ask you coming up with Lee Steinberg, he's the best, obviously Imagine. a legend in the industry. Um, You learned so much from him. And I'm sure a lot of people have asked you like, what are some of the most important things that you have learned from him and traits that you took from him and are using in your marketing agency now? What is one thing that you saw him do that you headed away from, or maybe that you said, I'm gonna do this differently and took a different take on it that might've helped you out? <laughs> drinking, man,
1: the guy's an alcoholic. Oh really, drinking? Yeah, I mean, he's public with it. So like, yeah. I learned so much about alcoholism and dis-ease and how you can just, dist- He's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. And you're looking at someone whose brother graduated summa cum laude from Harvard mm-hmm. and had a 1580 <laughs> on his SAT can, can, uh, can, uh, what is it? He appealed the question cause he said they were wrong yeah. and took it again. and got a 1560 by the way. Wow. And, uh, anyway, but Lee Steinberg, smartest guy I've ever met and destroyed his life through drinking and it's a disease. And so that would be the, the number one thing to understand dis ease and ease Uh, I prefer to talk about what Lee Steinberg did teach me. Another one of the lines that I use is being kind to your future self. Like he was able to simplify things in life about, Dave, just be kind to your future self. So when you're doing things during the day, ask yourself, you know, not, is it just kind, but is it kind to my future self? Think a little bigger than most people do than just helping someone across the street. Think about how and what it's gonna impact in the future, whether it's sustainability or empowering, I call it planting seeds under trees that I may never sit under. Look, I got a lot bigger things and bigger people, but this is more important than anything today because I'm being kind to my future self. I'm old enough now to know because of Lee, all you guys here 10 years from now, you won't forget that I came in here on a Friday for Never half an forget, hour. yeah, 100%. And, and when you're running companies and they're like, hey, we got a hundred grand budget to hire a speaker, you'll be like, hey, let's hire Marissa's dad. Yeah, 100%. Because right? he hooked yeah. us up and he gave yeah. us, right? And, and that's the way it works is being kind to your future self. He also gave me, and it's in my book, my favorite thing is my first literally week there lee was put into rehab and i had to negotiate with georgia frontier who owned the rams at the time a 900 million dollar purchase of the rams
2: how old were you at the time
1: so i was 36 wow uh so um and i was panicked i called jeff morad who was bargaining to buy the Padres. Dude, can you help me? Lee has, he's not here. I'm dealing with Franklin Financial, $900 million, buying the Rams. John Shaw was the uh, president of the Rams. And I'm on this call and Lee, probably half sober. I'm like, dude, what am I supposed to do? He gave me this great advice. He said, David, be fair. Don't negotiate to the last penny and don't do business with dicks. And that was the simplicity and the genius of Lee Steinberg, right? It's like, hey, look, in this, nego- and this is the guy that wrote the book on negotiation at the time. He was like Jerry Maguire at the time. It was like, and I'm yeah. pitching myself that I'm sitting next to Warren Moon, you know, my business partner, Hall of Fame quarterback, who ended up being my partner in sports yeah, marketing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all the man told me was be fair, don't negotiate to the last okay. penny, and don't do business with dicks. Guess what? That's what got me to where I am today, is I still. Yeah. All those different little lessons uh, have helped me get to where I am, and now I share those same lessons with millions of people because of social media.
2: Yeah,
0: i have a I have a appointment. I sell cars on nice. the daily, so i have a, I have an appointment tomorrow. So if you want to come in and help me negotiate, yeah, man, have David I'll call help you, in. you. I'm like, a
1: They hate me at car dealerships. <laughs> oh, no, I bet I would never want. I, would, I would, story about her car. I would never <laughs> oh, want to run into you
0: at a
3: car
1: lot. I'd yeah. probably cry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, want to, I had the guy chasing me because <laughs> oh, no I was way. leaving. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow.
3: my God. That's nuts. <laughs> I want to paint a scenario for you, though, because there's a lot of, let's say you're an 18-year-old, just graduated high school, but you're not going to college. Yep. What would you do to start making money today?
1: Oh, right on. So first of all, I'd find someone that sits in a situation that I want to be in. So if it was me or Gary or Belford or the guy that owns the fight, and I go to that person and say, hey, will you help me? Would I, they reply though? Huh?
3: How likely would they reply to you? Probably
1: very likely. Really? Yeah, especially at that age, right? Yeah. Like when you describe, I, I do it all the time. Those are the people I give special interest to. You know, it's a little bit more difficult when someone's like, you know, I'm 55 years old and, you know, I want to be a sports agent. Yeah. I'm a lawyer now, I yeah. <laughs> screwed up my life, you know, I'm stuck. <laughs> not much okay, room to grow. I, yeah. I can't really help, you know, it's a little bit late in the game. Not that they can't do it, yeah. but I'm not the guy, I'm going to look for the 18-year-old that is willing to do the work, who's telling me, look, I'm working at Trevor's at the track at night, but I'll be in here four hours a day, every day, seven days a week for free. Will you let me shadow you? I'll drive your car, I'll take your laundry out, do whatever it is. And believe it or not, both of those people here, with all three of them here, that's why they're there. Uh, Nick was the head of sports business at San Diego State, and said, I don't care what it takes, driving up to Orange County, and ended up graduating early so he could come work with me. Serafina came to my meetup with a camera, and she's walking, I was keynoting the entrepreneur school, getting honored there at San Diego State, and she's like, hey, Mr. Meltzer, um, I watch Bob Proctor videos every day. I want to come and learn from you. I'm like any 19 year old that watch Bob Proctor videos, you're hired. And then Alex, who literally did the same thing interned for free, went to great college, came in almost every one of these kids. That's exactly how they did it. And I'm not saying everyone's going to say yes, but somebody will. Somebody that sits in the situation you want to be with, and that's how you'll accelerate all the dummy tax that you don't have to learn yourself. But you got to be willing to do the work. Two jobs, three jobs, whatever it is to live and learn.
0: So a multimillionaire like you, what's your goal financially? Or how much money is enough money? Is it like 50 mil, 100 mil? Yeah, so I, I've had million. over
1: 100 million lost it and made it back. Like, I want to double the amount of money I make as fast as I can so I can double the amount of money. That I can give to people as fast as I can and I want it to create more abundance and happiness in my life as fast as I can so I don't limit anything like there's no I I'm always on a trajectory of where I think I want to be so if you ask me how much money more than is how I would answer you. You tell me 100 million, I say more than 100 million. It's the same way my whole mission in life is to empower over a billion people, to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. People say, well, you wanna empower a billion people? I'm like, no, over. I'm not gonna limit myself. You'll never overachieve your own self-image. You'll never overachieve the limitations that you put on what you do, say, think, feel, and believe. Don't limit yourself. There's an infinite world. If somebody would have told me there'd be a billionaire when I was five years old and I told my mom I was going to be a millionaire, I was going to make a million dollars and buy her a house, a car and retire. I make more than a million dollars in a day sometimes wow. and I can't buy a house, car and retire off of it. Yeah. But I was limiting myself. A million dollars was in my mind, everything. Now there's going to be a trillionaire really soon. Don't limit yourself. Just, I am want to double the amount of money, create velocity. Don't create limitations and resistance in what you want, but have goals every day. This is something is hard for young people. I'm a ferocious effing Buddha, meaning keep up with me today if you can. I'm ferocious today in a trajectory of where I want to be, but I allow the outcomes to be different than I wanted them to be. I, I have faith that I'm protected and promoted. So I'm going to bust my balls every day. Do my best, learn lessons, have fun. Try to keep up with me. But the outcomes that I think I want, if they don't come, I'm perfectly happy with it because I have faith that it's better than what I wanted. I may not understand how losing everything could be better than what I wanted to be a billionaire, but now I know. Because, but for me losing over a hundred million dollars, I wouldn't be in the position I am today to understand what I understand to get to where I want to be or better.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, what if you didn't lose the 100 million? Where do you think you would be today? Dead. Dead.
1: Dead. Dead. Yeah, divorce first, then dead. Yeah, man, I was surrounding myself with the wrong people and the wrong ideas. I thought I was in control of everything. I had no faith and I had no pursuit of my potential. There was never going to be enough for me. Because I lived in a world of just enough buying shit I didn't need to impress people I didn't like, right? I'm completely passionate, purposeful, and profitable every day. But I have no doubt in my mind that losing everything was the biggest protection and promotion of my entire life. Most painful, but pain's an indicator you got a better place to be. I know for a fact, for sure, divorced, most likely dead.
3: Yeah, wow. Pain sometimes is a really good thing. It could drive much more success. So, yeah. You but
0: got it. thank you so much for I'll giving us back, your time. Man. Yeah, no, I really back. appreciate it. it. We're going to definitely do I'll a 2 I'll tell the two. watch story next time. Next time, yeah. I'll tell the watch story. Maybe I'll story. just squeeze it in real quick. Yeah, so I know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, anyway, so people love my watches. I got tons of them. Yeah. They're all fake. And let me tell you why. Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. They're all shit, fake. That's let me tell crazy. you why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you why. It's one of the coolest things. So <laughs> when I was 13, poor kid, yeah. I got for my bar mitzvah, which is a religious thing. I turned 13 as a Jewish kid, right? I got a watch, a real one. So I wear it to school and all the kids made fun of me. They're like, where'd you steal that? That's fake. And so I came home, I put it away. I didn't want to wear it, which is Mm -hmm. obvious when you're 13, right? And so my mom's like, hey, where's the bar mitzvah watch? I'm like, I'm not wearing it. And I told her why. And she tells me, I get choked up thinking about it. She goes, someday you're going to be so rich that all I want you to do is wear fake watches and nobody's going to believe you. Wow. I love it. It's so cool. So my favorite is I give them away. So one time I was at Pelican Hill and this guy had a Hublot fake, $250,000 Ferrari Hublot. And he's like, that's my dream watch. I'm like, this is your dream watch? I go, it's yours. And he's like, don't give it to me. I'll keep it. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I give it to him and he goes around to all the richest people in Newport Beach and he, including yeah. the owner of the the Seattle Mariners, wow. he's like, Meltzer gave me a $250,000 watch. It was a really good fake, it was like 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now he's marketing for me. I got it, Nick, so now he's marketing for me. And I, so the next morning I call him and he's like, you want your watch back? I was like, oh no, I just want to let you know, don't take it to a pawn shop, it's fake, yeah. but I realized every one of those people still some people like oh yeah you're the dude that gave the quarter of the million dollar budget. there we go Where you it's not like he's things. calling everybody
3: telling yeah. them. Yeah. where do you get those things i'm just just for, oh, asking yeah. for a friend china, yeah
1: china, <laughs> china bali. It pissing me off i just got the starbucks rolex and everyone loves that yeah, yeah. that's there. what we yeah. want so casey adams you guys know that dude oh, i'm Ka- not familiar Ka- casey's young anyway casey he's, he's like it's not fake he wouldn't believe me i'm like yeah. dude it's fake but yeah. then i got so pissed at my wife because we were in bali i was speaking in bali and it was a hundred bucks which is a really good <laughs> no. deal and it's a really great fake. i wanted to buy like 10. yeah and she's like no, hurry up! It's hot. And like, <laughs> no. I got home. I'm like, shit! I only got one watch. Yeah, I could oh have ten and be giving away Starbucks watches to everybody. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah well, next that's, good, awesome. that's amazing. It's yeah, sure. worth flying over there just for the watch. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Anyway, I gotta jump, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Stay tuned for part two. I'm yeah. sure we'll
1: do hey, another episode. Where? I mean, they know where to find you. I mean, we'll yeah. link it down. Everyone, yeah. everyone yeah. already Come to you. my house at SoFi and come to my SoFi yeah. Stadium. Yeah, we will. That'd be amazing. Be awesome. Let me know, but yeah, okay? Please yeah. subscribe, Sweet.
0: like, and we'll catch you guys next Thank time. You guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. See ya. Peace.